0: Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severn's. I am the worship pastor
1: at Compass Point Bible Church, and today with me is Pastor Paul Eastwood. Hey, how you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. That's great. Yeah, so I was just thinking, you know, as we get started on this podcast today, I was wondering, you know, why don't you take us back a little bit uh, to why we do these in the first place, Dave? Like, what's what's yeah. the point?
0: Yeah, so we're in our second season now, and uh when we were talking about this a couple of years ago, we thought, wouldn't it be great to have a way to engage people beyond Sunday morning? Um, and obviously, we've got lots of programs and lots of ways to do that. But so much of what we hear and process is is great, but we've only got so much time when we're together in a, in a big setting, and it's it's very kind of presentational, right? Um, whereas this is an opportunity to to unpack things in a conversation um, and to allow all of us to to let this stuff soak in through the week, right? If, if we're actually followers of Jesus, it's not mostly about the hour we spend together on Sunday, it's it's about every moment and everything. And and the idea was that this would get kind of post the script. Um, mm-hmm. It just helps us to unpack and, and live this stuff out in a more meaningful way.
1: Yeah, essentially what we, what we do is, this is for the church, right? This yeah. is for our gathered community, and we want people to be able to take that next step and, and dialogue about what they've heard uh, this week. Absolutely. So on that
0: note, let's uh, dive into what we were doing this week. We've continued right. our series in, in joy and contentment, um, yeah. and this week you talked about humility. Do you want to unpack
1: yeah. a little bit of, of where you were? Yeah, I mean, I mean, to begin with, the, one of the things I find really interesting is that when we talk about this idea of, of joy and contentment, what surprises me is that, well, maybe it's not a big surprise, but I have noticed that this is definitely hitting a nerve. It's Mm -hmm. plucking that kind of string on people's lives that's kind of causing them to really sort of respond. Um, and the reason I know that is because I've heard lots of people respond to the last couple of messages when, we're, when we've when we been in the book of Philippians, uh, just saying, you know, that was for me, Pastor, mm-hmm. or, you know, that really spoke to me or spoke to my heart. And uh, I know that when we uh, do what we do on a Sunday, whether it's uh, through music or uh, through the word as we open it up, um, you know, the Holy Spirit works in all kinds of different ways, but sometimes certain topics just really grab people's attention. And this is one of them because I think that people are struggling with this. I
0: I think you're right. I think this is especially timely. Uh, I know in in my life, I felt it. And I, um, I, for me, it it has to do with the season right now, even just like we're, you know, we're into the fall. We've set these fall rhythms. Uh, many of us probably feel, stretched and over committed and you know, we've got all these things coming in Christmas and none of these things are bad or, or surprising really, um, but the days are getting shorter, it's getting darker, you know, we're into the fall, uh, even the weather just kind of feels oppressive at times and we know we're getting into this long, dark winter season here in Canada. Um, so this challenge to,
1: to, to have joy and to, to yeah. understand what that means for me has been really timely and really helpful. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things we said at the beginning, or at least I, I talked about last time on the podcast, is that is that I would actually go as far as to say that spiritual maturity can be measured by what it takes to steal your joy. Hmm. And what I mean by that is that, that our level of, of uh, our development as followers of Jesus really can be measured by what it takes to steal that joy or contentment away from us. And we started this series, we talked about our circumstances, and we know the circumstances can steal our joy. They can just take... Away that feeling of of contentment. Yeah. But the other thing that can steal our joy is what we talked about this week, and it's what goes on in our own minds. It's the way we think about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so often I think that when we walk past a mirror or when we walk past, you know, something that kind of reminds us of who we are, we walk into a situation, we do something, and we're like, ah oh, man, I hate when I do that. Yeah. There's this sense in which we we want to be better ourselves and sometimes the lack of contentment and joy in our lives is not even based on other people's opinion of our of us it's based on our opinion of us absolutely i uh, i had a moment like that this morning uh, with with my
0: kids just feeling like man i am i am not a good parent i'm not living up to my own expectations and it it's frustrating and was yeah i was reminded again of this um, but what, what's your line about thinking less about yourself uh, w- w- when it comes to humility?
1: Yeah, well, certainly. And it's not my line. It's something yeah, that's yeah. been said before. But this idea that, you know, w- w- humility is not necessarily thinking about, uh, uh, thinking less of ourselves. It's about thinking about ourselves less. Yeah, not thinking less of ourselves.
0: So not, not thinking that we're terrible or that we don't deserve anything or we're no good. But thinking about ourselves less, just spending less time thinking about
1: me yeah and let me Um, give you an example when jesus this example in in philippians 2 that has this beautiful picture of what jesus did on the cross and it talks about his humility mm -hmm. at no time was jesus thinking of himself in this really low way he wasn't sort of saying oh i'm not important or i'm not significant uh, he was able to hold on to his significance and his importance, uh, but he was constantly thinking about other people. Yeah. And I said on Sunday that um, I think it was C.S. Lewis used this, this great, uh, an, uh, uh, basically, illustration that says that if you walked away from someone who was truly humble, you wouldn't walk away saying, wow, that person is really humble. Mm-hmm. They have such a low opinion of themselves. What we would say is if we walked away from someone who is truly biblically humble, if we walked away from that person, we would say, man, that person was so interested in me. That person was always thinking. They were asking questions about me. It felt like I was the most important person in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what humility is really about. It's about thinking about others, not thinking about ourselves.
0: Wow, well, that's that's so good and so hard. Um, you you talked early on. You had a couple of couple of main points. Think team first. Um, Pursuing humility looks like pursuing unity, uh, and then you talked a little bit about losing the cape. Yeah. Um, and you, you drew in Bob Goff's story from the Incredibles, the movie. Great Edna, who no cape, right? Telling Mister Incredible, he's like, "Oh, I want a cape." Yeah. And do you remember Dyna Guy who got <laughs> yeah, yeah. sucked into a turbine <laughs> and all of these things? Um, it's a great scene. If you never, you seen and I the movie. are loving this, but I mean, I mean, mean everyone I else mean, actually. Like, what are these guys <laughs> talking about? Have you seen about? the Incredibles? Uh, yeah. But yeah, this idea of of losing not losing but not flaunting our uniqueness um yeah. when i heard that i was struck in some ways i feel like it's somewhat the opposite of a lot of the stuff i've been hearing lately a lot of the stuff i see on instagram even that's so much about like find what you were created to do and like find your uniquenesses and lean into your strengths and i i you
1: know i don't think those things are all bad but how do you balance that how do you what does that look like? Yeah, that's a really good question. There, there's a passage in uh, Corinthians where uh, Paul, the apostle Paul is talking and he says that um, he says, essentially, he's describing a scenario and he says that I don't actually care what other people think. But then he goes further and he says, I don't actually even care what I think. Hmm. What matters is what God thinks and what matters is this, this um, our, our our justification before him. And, and I think that that's a really interesting thought that because I think modern day self-help is going to tell you, you don't, don't worry about what other people think of you. Like, don't think about that, but think how great you are and think about yourself and think about, you know, that you're better today than you were yesterday, or think about all these different ways of seeing yourself in a better light. And when you raise your own self-esteem, then you are going to be happier. Mm -hmm. And what I would say is that I think the Bible is pretty clear that when we focus on ourselves, Whether it's a positive or a negative way of looking at ourselves, it's still self-obsession. Hmm. It's still we are still completely obsessed with ourselves, and I think being obsessed with ourselves is only going to lead to more disappointment and discouragement because we're not that great. Yeah, <laughs> and so you know it, it, we can you know be our best us and do all those kinds of things, but we're still going to feel like when we start focusing on ourselves and trying to be better, that comparison thing starts to sneak in, yeah. and we start to look at everybody else. Listen, it used to be that if you were the if you came from a small town and you were really good at something, you were you were on the top of the world because you felt like you were the best at this particular thing yeah but then when you go to a big city like let's say let's take for instance as a teacher you're you know you're in a tiny town and there's not many teachers and you are the best teacher there Mm -hmm. you can feel pretty good about yourself but when you're in a city of you know thousands and thousands and thousands of teachers you're probably not the best teacher and even if you are great you're not going to feel great because you see everybody else now imagine today with the technology that we have that spreads completely across the globe yeah Listen, I, you know, I get up and preach every Sunday morning and I know without a shadow of a doubt, there are all kinds of better preachers that you could be listening to on Sunday morning. Mm. You could sit at home and watch somebody on YouTube, uh, watch tons of different people on YouTube. So this, the access to people who are stronger, better, better looking, smarter, all that kind of stuff is so in our face all the time that any attempt to try to just be a better us is always going to lead to continually focusing on ourselves and then finding ourselves discouraged when we don't measure up.
0: Yeah, I, I'm reading a book right now that's talking about how this, this generation, the current young generation, Generation Z, um, is more similar across the globe than any generation that's gone before it. It used to be, um, right. when I was a kid, when my parents were kids, my grandparents were kids, the difference between rural and urban was huge, just in how people thought and how they engaged with the world. And yep. because of the internet, that's not true anymore. You're right? absolutely like, right. Like we compare so quickly, Instagram and social media and all that stuff, um, but there's there's a generation that, that, yeah, is just growing up, seeped in this stuff. And, and they're kind of being sold that this answer is self-help and self-love. And, and we would say, no, it's the gospel. And, and I would argue, I mean, I asked the question about um, how, is it, how is it different? And, and certainly God loves us, and that's an important part of our identity. And we need to like be okay with that. But when, when God's love is something we add on to our kind of sense of self and being okay we missed the point. It it needs to be the foundation of it, right? It needs to be the core of it. And yeah. and we go from there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And I think, you know, um, you're absolutely right with that idea that that, that we are more similar, that, that ne- the newest generation is so similar to each other because of that. But here's the thing. I think that we are called to to live out our faith the way that with with Christ as our King. Hmm. And so what we're told through the Apostle Paul is do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourselves. You are uh, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Yeah. Okay like talk about completely different <laughs> right and, and it's completely different this is not about okay I'm a nice guy because I'm doing all of these things mm-hmm. or or thinking to myself I'm hoping somebody's watching while I'm doing these nice things for other people it's none of that what we're what we're told here is to be valuing others above ourselves mm-hmm. um, putting the interests of others first on sunday i went through these these descriptions of the way that jesus described himself through sacrifice and servanthood and submission and suffering you know are we willing to sacrifice for others are we willing to serve others are we willing to submit to them Um, are we willing to suffer for them i mean this is so radical and so different and so beyond um what is normal for most people and the way that most people are trying to pursue happiness in the end, Paul sees all of this, and then his description is, you know, I have found the secret to being joy or finding contentment, whether I have lots or have little. And 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 his his answer, his reasoning is is all right here. It's following mm-hmm. Christ's example, which is so counter to what we are being told. Yeah, it. Um
0: I'm struck, I mean you mentioned this on Sunday, right? We talk about serving others and and even those words serving and sacrifice and and we still tend to view them through this transactional lens. Like I'm going to do this for you and then you're going to do it back. I see this most in my kids. And again, you want to want a great mirror um, kids do this better than anyone. There's things my kids do that drive me nuts. And I think they drive me nuts because I know I do the same thing. Right. Um, and they just reveal these things in right, me that right. I really am like, oh, that's that's not attractive at all. That's that's bad. Um, but, right, they they do things because they want to get something out of it. They, yeah. They're nice to each other, and then they expect the other person to be nice back. Yeah. And, and this call to humility, this call to service and sacrifice and suffering is not that, right? I like know. it's not... We're, it's not that we're servant leaders because we'll get the best out of our people and then we'll ultimately be successful. It's nope. We're called to serve and sometimes yeah. to suffer and with no real end in mind except the glory of God, right? Yep. And that's oh man, that's hard. How, yep. So how how do we um, how do we go down this road, Paul? How do we like become okay with it and just be like, yep, I'm gonna put myself in these awesome situations where I am I am less. And not again. Not thinking of my, thinking less of myself. Um, yeah, not thinking, thinking yeah. less of myself,
1: but thinking of myself <laughs> left It's really hard to say. That <laughs> yes, it is hard to say, <laughs> but it does make sense. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think that. Um, I think that, that one of the things that we can do is is really dive into relationships. Um, mm. Think about the people that are around us. Pay attention to the people that are around us. Know what they need. Know what they want. Um, sometimes, you know, when you talk about your kids, I think sometimes we assume we know what our kids want, uh, but we don't spend enough time listening to find out what they actually want or need, yeah. perhaps. Um, you know, when it comes to, to friends, uh, people that we come in contact with on a regular basis, uh, we need to be listening better. Uh, So, you know, diving into our relationships, the second thing would probably be uh, really listening. And what I mean by that is you should be able to come away from a conversation and say, hey, this person is struggling with this, or this person seems to not be like themselves today. There must be something else going on. Mm. Um, those kinds of uh, uh, realizations are probably an indication that you're listening well. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, dive into those relationships, uh, listen better. But then the third thing I would say is check your motives. And, and I would say check your motives over and over and over again. Like you said, yeah. recognizing that we have a, a part of us that is always going to be leaning towards transactional life Yep. and you know when uh, you gave some good examples there of doing something nice so that we can get something in return and and i think again we need to recognize the 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 dangerous um sort of camouflaged self obsession that's there Mm -hmm. uh i'm putting away my dishes not because uh i want to serve but i'm putting away the dishes because i want to get a little bit of time on the couch later on and so Mm -hmm. i'm just going to do something nice so that i can get something later yeah (laughs) you know and and that's i think something that that yeah, so those are, those are some ways that we can start to do it. you know, like really think about those relationships, listen to the people and check our motives over and over again. And when we check our motives, the the idea is just to pause for a moment, you know, mm-hmm. kind of step back yep. and pray through that and you'll you'll likely mm-hmm. find that there's ways to um, kind of move forward without uh, sort of the transactional part.
0: Yeah, so l- let me ask if if i if I'm doing something and I check my motives and I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit off on this. what is the appropriate way to respond? obviously prayer, but then do I like, do I tell that person, hey, so it turns out like I've checked my motives and I'm actually uh, I'm doing this to get something
1: or or do I just like make little adjustments or, you know, is well, it- a simple way is don't accept the thing that you were looking forward to getting. Hmm. <laughs> right. OK. You know, so I mean, let's let's give a really simple example, like, you know, you know, my son cleans up the dishes so that he can ask for dessert and then he mo- thinks about it and says, wait a second, if I I'm just doing the dishes so that I can get ice cream. And then when mom or dad says, "Hey, here's some ice cream," say, "You know what? Uh, I'm okay. I'll pass." Hmm. And you know that 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 comes back to this idea of saying no to ourselves every once in a while, which I yep. think is a really good habit for us. Um, Why? Can you just, just unpack that a little bit for me? Yeah, I mean, I think it has the same, it, it goes to the same, uh, it's this idea of self-denial that, that Jesus yeah. talked about when he, when, when he talked about being a follower of his, and I think it goes back to this idea of, of resisting the temptation to be obsessed with ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the very simple practice of saying no to yourself at least once a day, is a good way to keep yourself humble. A good way to think your uh, keep yourself thinking about other people. Um, okay. So what I mean by that is, you know, you drive into the gas station and you walk into the gas station to pay for your gas, and you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to buy a chocolate bar or buy a drink or whatever, and say, mm, no, I'm not going to do it this time. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're, you know, watch sitting down to watch TV and you watch an episode and you're like, oh, you know, I want to watch another episode. You know what? No, I'm not going to do that this time. Yep. And saying no to yourself is a good practice to move you outside of the self obsession to a more Uh, a focus that's more, that's more humble. Yeah. And saying no to something that you,
0: you want something that
1: you, um, desire, right. That's a, that's a helpful
0: discipline. Yeah, definitely. And and yeah, I I love that again, hard to do. Um, but totally, but actually, I mean, in some ways it's hard to do in in other ways. It's really simple. Ask yourself, what's something I'm going to say no to today or, um, You know, just just find those little things and and start practicing it. Yeah. And and
1: so let me let me just draw this because I I think this idea of the transactional nature to the way we want our lives to work, um, especially when we want to think about how it's going to affect us. I want to bring that to how I ended the service because I talked about this idea of um, uh, uh, this this very idea of transactional living hmm. when it comes to our faith. And every time we talk on Sunday, I don't I don't just want to present an idea and say, you know, this is this is another way to make you a better you. It's this isn't the point. Yeah. I mean, the point is always about the gospel. So, what difference does Jesus make to this? Um, the difference that he makes to this is that um, we are so used to this idea of trying to uh, perform in order to reach a verdict. I talked about this idea of living our lives in a courtroom, mm-hmm. where we have we have performance that we want to do on one side, and then we have the verdict, and the verdict is this: this is going to tell you who you are. Yeah. And so you know you're talking about this idea of like doing something nice for the benefit of getting someone to appreciate you or think better of you yep so doing something nice performance verdict now the person thinks you're a nicer person yeah and so we're constantly in this battle in our lives and this is i think what brings the discontentment and the struggle because we always feel like we just can't measure up Mm. but the difference between christianity that is completely different than any other world religion any other ideology is that the verdict comes first And Jesus says, This is who you are. You are forgiven. You are a child of mine. You have been. Um, cleaned or you've been set free and our performance should be flowing out of that. Hmm. And so when we talk about this idea of living intentionally or living differently, it comes out of our relationship with Jesus. It doesn't start with an idea in our head to be nicer people. Mm -hmm. It starts with a verdict being said to us that where Jesus says, Hey, this is what I've done for you. And our response is completely falling down in worship and then living our lives to honor him. And yeah. so that's where the 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 kind of the recognition comes, and I and I think that's a really important way to to think about this idea of humility as well.
0: Yeah, and I I think as you as you talk about this and and kind of the the performance and the verdict, I'm I'm reminded in my own mind of some of the things that that I struggle with. So as you were talking, I uh, I thought about um, so me as a musician. Um, you know, I've I've done some recording and and. I know for me and for many of my musician friends, like there's such easy comparison. Um, I can literally go on an app on my phone and see how many times something I've written has been streamed or listened to. Like I have a number associated with it, yeah. um, which I have no control over. Uh, yeah. And, and like, it's so easy for me to try to find my worth in that and try yeah. to say like this and not, not my whole worth, certainly, you know, but like little parts of my worth. And again, how do I put more of my identity into Christ, more of my identity into to what he has done and the verdict that he's declared and then allow freedom over, over those areas and the, those idols and whether it's the number in your bank account or yep. the number of friends or followers you've got yep. or like. There's all kinds of things these days. Um, the the affirming comments you get from those people you respect or, or what have you. But mm-hmm. how do we um, and, and again, not that not that those things go away and,
1: and not that we don't need to live in the world and interact. But with I think things. that the secret to unlocking the power that those things have over you is talking about them. You know, just saying to someone, yeah. you know what? Like these numbers matter to me Mm -hmm. and it's crazy to me that I'm, you know, I've only sold this many albums and this person has sold that many albums and I know it's stupid, but it's in my head. And if you actually say that out loud, it starts to, to erode the power of it. Because if, if that, if that is in your mind and you don't share it with anybody, it eats away and it just kind of circles around and around. But if you actually say it out loud, guess what the person's going to say to you? dave you're an awesome musician you know or or you yeah, know you're yeah. you're like whatever it is and it it starts to disarm some of the power that it has over yeah, us. yeah and, and this goes back to um
0: it's funny in, in that way humility is something that's not it can't be developed in isolation right like humility is something that comes in community we have Absolutely. to have those conversations and those abilities to i mean it's, it's confessing to one another right yeah um i just confessed on this podcast which is great um, yeah. but it does feel freeing right like yeah. there is something there that's really significant and uh, it's, it's why we believe in the church yeah. and why we believe that the church is not just getting together for a service on Sunday morning and observing and singing along it's, yeah. it's relationship it's being together with people it's conversations like this again we said the podcast is a great opportunity to, to listen in on a conversation because right. faith works itself out in relationships and conversations totally any closing thoughts for us Paul
1: yeah. Well, I, I would just say one more time um, that humility is not about thinking less of ourselves. It's about thinking of ourselves less. Hmm. It's recognizing that um, it's not just seeing ourselves or, or developing a lower opinion of ourselves. It is about thinking intentionally about others over ourselves rather than just thinking about ourselves and so i would encourage you that if if you are a person who's really good at this um then that's great uh you know teach the rest of us uh but i would also say to you that recognize those places, not just when you have a high opinion of yourself, but when you have a low opinion of yourself, recognize that as a, as a form of that self obsession mm. that needs to be moved out of the way so that we can allow humility to take over, which really is us focused on people that are around us. And And my prayer, listen, I, I think about this for my own life that I wanna be kind of the person that shows this kind of humility. And, and my prayer is that, that we can all start to develop this, this type of humility because it would literally change the world. Yeah. I love that.
0: Well, thanks, Paul. We will uh, be back next week with more Postscript and we hope to uh, have you listening into the conversation then. Have a great week.